0: Guess who has a bard? It's season four of World Walkers. Hopscotch is a bard on season four of World Walkers. With Layla, Harold, and Dyson. They'll stop the bad guys or die trying. Let's see what's in store on season four of
1: What's up, everyone? I'm Pedro, the GM and creator of Worldwalkers, a weekly D&D podcast where four world-lost travelers are finally getting the answers they need. Before we start, I want to take a moment to talk about Worldwalkers COG, the spin off podcast about the steam-powered world of COG most of Season 2 took place in. In it, mismatched adventurers are fighting their way through cities, dwarven brotherhoods, and domineering kingdoms to save Sanctuary, the spiritual leader of the Forged. You can find this series on iTunes, Spotify, and anywhere else Find podcasts are spread. If you're already listening to COG, that's awesome, and I want to take a moment to thank you. If you've listened and you like what you hear, please spread the word and help us get the podcast out there. We really want to help more people enjoy the antics of Nova, Luca, Sabin, Haversack, and the rest of the group. And we can't do it without you. All right, so let's get back to Worldwalkers.
2: Hi, I'm Callie, and I'm playing Layla, the middle-aged elven druid who likes to stick her nose in
0: everybody's business. Hi, I'm Jess. I play Hopscotch, a human bard that likes to party a little bit too much.
3: Hi, I'm Frank. I'm playing Dyson Kayocho Belrock, a dwarf barbarian who's only good at fighting. Hi, my name is Wesley. I will be playing the
2: goblin gunslinging ranger Harold, who looks to free the oppressed with stealth
1: and guns. Hopscotch, Harold, Layla, and Dyson have been through so much. They've survived the collapse of a dream world, found their way through Mercurius, and now find themselves before Patch. Whether you call him Ipsissimus, the Eternal Slumber, or the King of Dreams, there's one important thing he has that the group needs right now. Let's find out what happens in Season 4, Episode 9, Answers. Coming down the stairs, you see a pair of heavy leather boots, followed by green weathered slacks, worn leather gloves, and a tucked-in beige button-up shirt. A cloak of midnight blue drapes the figure, and if you were to look at the fabric long enough, you would swear that you could see the hint of an open night sky on a clear autumn night. A brown goatee sticks out from underneath the hood of the cloak, almost three inches in length. If you're looking for a face, you don't see one you're honestly not even sure if the figure has one, but you somehow understand that it has a scar across its face. There's a satchel that hangs over the shoulder and the individual comes down the stairs and says, that's that's enough, Shadow and Hadir. I, I thank you greatly for your service, but I think I would like to talk to these individuals by myself. And Hadir says, of course, I'm Sissimus. And the other individual goes, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> <laughs> and he's like I am not fucking kidding you I would very much like to speak to these Individuals by myself And Shadow Is like oh My gods And
0: <laughs> Hapscotch is going like Yes 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 yes
3: I'll turn um, I'll, I'll turn to um, Shadow and uh, Bedir and like thank you so much For saving us And then here deer turns around and he's like Of
1: course you are has this big smile across his face. <laughs> and with that, they walk back into that mirror that kind of floats, and it kind of ripples, and they're gone. And the individual takes another step towards you and says, I understand that you have dealt with a lot. I'm very sorry for the inconvenience that you have have suffered, and I know inconvenience is putting it mildly, but... If you wouldn't mind, I would very much like the opportunity to speak with you. I am an open book.
2: I think that would be agreeable.
1: I understand that Shadow and Hadir have taken some time to answer some of your questions, but I believe that I probably have a another perspective that I can offer to all of this, if you have any further questions before we start talking.
0: Wait, do we get badges?
1: It's confused You can, Even though you can't see his face You can always kind of get a, a feeling of the emotions That must be like spread across his face This is one of confusion
0: <laughs> You just said we've been through a lot And we survived
1: You would like badges?
0: Nothing fancy I'm just saying like offscotch,
2: opscotch we're in a dream. If you want a badge, you can just dream oh, shit. one.
0: Yeah. Okay. Can I have a badge right here? <laughs> I just want like, like a, 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 like. Can it like, if you touch it, can it play a song like beep 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 beep, beep, beep like that? So go bad. ahead
1: and uh, roll a charisma check. <laughs> also, you should get your goatee while you're here.
0: <laughs> gotta earn it, man. Gotta earn it. You, gotta, you know,
1: you're born with it, man. I told you.
0: Uh, I I got a ten.
1: Uh, you can feel where you want that badge to be. Ah, damn. Uh, where would you like to speak, sir? Well, I have a tavern if you'd like to go there.
2: hmm Don't get kicked out. I look at
1: Dyson.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's the one that Dyson got kicked out of, because that was not my fault at all. It is not. A tavern would be fine.
3: I promise I'll be on my best behavior. And can I just
2: say your
1: statue does not do you justice? <laughs> Thank you. Wait. And with that, he walks into the mirror. Dyson just puts it together.
0: <laughs> That's patchy. How many like faceless people? <laughs> well, I just thought you couldn't do see your deal with on a regular basis. <laughs>
3: apparently too.
0: No, apparently not to.
1: Shit. Okay. I walk into the mirror too. So Dyson, you're the first to walk into the mirror. And when you do You find yourself in front of a door. It's made of rich mahogany, and it slides open with ease and elegance. Once you walk in, you see that you're in a respectable tavern. There's various folk with forgettable faces, but they seem to be enjoying themselves. As you look past them, you find a bartender. He has a ring of maroon hair, making its last stand in a losing battle. He wears a blue vest with a white undershirt. He looks like he's a little overworked, but he's somehow holding it together. He must be a professional. It seems like it's a not the busiest night this tavern's probably ever seen, but there are waiters and waitresses that are working hard to keep people's mugs filled and spirits high. Floating lanterns along the edges of the wall bring the right level of ambience to the setting. You don't necessarily know how you got here just by walking into a mirror, but you do know why you're here. You're here to find that individual, that cloaked individual. All right. One by one, each of you walks in and has the same experience, except for Harold. Harold's the last one to go in, and when you walk, you find that the, um, the door seems to be made of small turning cogs and clanking mechanisms. It seems like it's a door completely made out of the machine. Um, the door seems like it's been through a lot, but it's become stronger because of it.
2: Just pound the door. <laughs> <laughs> Good door.
1: Fine it was
2: your fine craftsmanship. <laughs> no, obviously we go in.
0: When I go through the door, can I have different feet?
1: You go into your regular feet? Sure. Um, okay, yeah. You all find yourself inside this tavern and everyone seems very preoccupied and not focused. Like they don't. They'll never seem to look your way. they don't ever seem to notice you. Although the individual at the bar um, is kind of staring at you all intently, very interested. And then all the way off into a corner is the robed individual that led you here. And it looks like he's waiting for you. I'll make my way over there. All right. So you all take a seat. And once you do, you turn around and the tavern is empty. Oh And the cloaked individual says uh, Sorry, I feel like this is the kind of uh, Conversation meant for just us
3: That's oh, fair Oh, okay
1: So, he kind of thinks for a second And he says Well, let me start by first Attempting to explain What I believe happened As I assume That Shadow and Hadir explained to you They were not there For you They were there to discover why Phelan, the world that never was, had suddenly shown up a uh, collection of broken, sometimes incorrect memories that were put together for an unknown purpose. I asked Shadow and Hadir specifically to go investigate and see what they could find out because Phelan's the victim of a great tragedy that occurred years ago due to the interference of certain individuals the pillars of uh, its history were erased and caused it to collapse it did exist at one point but after the tragedy that happened there uh, its, its history kind of collapsed on itself and with that we lost that world smelled the reason that some things probably didn't make so much sense is I believe because the nightmares were trying to reconstruct it and use it for unknown purposes the fact that they brought you completely into the dreaming specifically in that world I have an idea The nightmares, you see, used to be simple, chaotic creatures. They just found their way into various people's dreamscape and wreaked havoc, often killing the victim in the process. It seems now like they are putting together a much more intricate plan because what I believe, now that I know... You individuals have been wrapped up in this. I believe that they were trying to create a dreamscape they could more readily control and possibly turn it into a um, a prison for lucid dreamers. My guess is that they were trying to better understand you. That's huh, that's rather frightening. I don't know for sure, but this is this is my guess.
0: Wow,
1: so we're special, well, that's the question, right? I don't know if you're specifically special or if you were just all lucid dreamers that were pulled into it by happenstance that I'm not quite clear about.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: so what can we so what next that's probably a pretty pretty important question to ask, I suppose now. Before we go too much further I do uh, very much want to answer Any questions that you may have About all of this
0: Do we have to go home?
1: And that his head kind of cocks And he says <laughs> No you don't Dyson's eyes
3: fucking light up And he goes You mean I can stay here? And be
1: curious? If that's what you'd like Sure you could very much live the rest of your days and be curious," he said, "There are certain individuals who have either found their way here." and He takes a moment to think, and there's kind of a sense that there's a there's a warmness, a um, kind of a sense of satisfaction uh, that you wish you know you you can't see across cross his face, but again you can kind of understand us there. And he says, "Then there are some individuals who have very much earned their place." Curious, but if that's what you want, if you simply would like to live out your days and retire there in curious absolutely.
0: Well, I didn't mean stay here. I mean,
1: and he kind of nods. I know. And you can feel a smile across his face again. No, I mean, that's that's that
3: works out for me. That's good. So the nightmares, they could come back for us, though, right?
1: Yes,
2: they could come back for others.
1: He can't help but, as you understand it, he can't help but smile again. It's a smile that gives you the... uh, Again, you can't see it, but you feel. You automatically understand it's a smile that shows you, makes you feel that he is um, joining you in this moment and also sort of remembering this moment somehow.
2: So if we were to go home, we would still be at risk then.
1: There are... Certain protections that we could offer you if you did want to go home? Sure. Absolutely. But, and he looks to Harold, you are very, very right in that. There is definitely a constant threat.
2: The prophecy said they would come and take Stardust? Well, deer and Shadow shared a lot with you, huh? More or less. They did not share what Stardust was.
1: I do think it's important, before we go too far into this conversation, that it's important I explain to you a bit about what the Dreamwalkers are. So, when a lucid dreamer is found by me or the Dreamwalkers, and they wish to do something about this very real threat, they're led to the Dreamwalkers of their world. Many worlds have an organization A a faction if you will A a branch He seems very happy with that Would be a a better way of putting it Of Dreamwalkers And the Dreamwalkers collectively um, Were brought together To help protect their world From the threats of the Dreaming The Nightmares being the Most prolific of those threats The Dreamwalkers were formed By an individual Mostly who Came to and at this I have to pause for a moment because um, I'm known by many names and to be upfront with you I've existed several times in various forms and long, long ago this individual by the name of Brummelstone came with warnings that one day these these nightmares would begin to show up, and it would all kind of come together in a massive onslaught that would threaten the existence of both the waking and the dreaming. He set about helping to create the Dreamwalkers, various uh, branches, one on each world, that could better protect the waking from threats it did not even know existed. All throughout time since then, we've essentially known at one point that the nightmares would come and attempt to destroy everything that keeps the waking and the dreaming together. When that attack finally came, we were able to drive it back because of the Dreamwalkers. After that, however, that was pretty recent, to be honest with you. And he kind of looks down, he says, I don't know what's coming next. The warnings of Brummelstone have come to pass, but I do not know what comes next. And I have not had that feeling for a very long time. Since I've become... Um, the king of dreams I've not worried about such things I've always known what was coming next this new situation that occurred to you to be honest it terrifies me I've, I've never heard of them doing such a thing I did not know they were capable of piecing together the shattered and lost memories that find themselves throughout the dreaming. And I don't know what they have planned next. It just it just scares me. What would happen if the nightmares
3: hadn't been stopped? What is, what does that entail if they were to tear
1: apart I think you said the waking and the dreaming? It's it's not something that's very well known even by the the most knowledgeable and powerful uh, wizards or mages or what have you on each world. But there are two existences. There's Mm -hmm. the waking and all that that entails, all the worlds, all the planes of existence, everything, all of that exists, and you've known it very easily for your entire lives it is a usually a, a a bit of news it's um new information for individuals to find out that there's another layer that exists there's another existence parallel to the waking called the dreaming when you fall asleep you enter the dreaming every night the dreams that you have the experiences that you kind of shift and move through every night. Those are real. The we're in the dreaming right now. The dreaming is an entirely different reality, but one completely intertwined with the waking. You cannot have one without the other. If something were to happen to the dreaming when you fall asleep. You would just lay there... With your eyes closed... You would never drift off... Into anything... You would just be aware... That... Your eyes are closed... And you're laying in your bed... Or wherever you choose to... Fall asleep for the night... You... Would not... Gain... Any sort of rest or comfort... From such an existence... Slowly but surely, those who could no longer dream would fall away and no longer possess their sanity. The dreaming is what allows people to hope, to create, to take themselves to other worlds, essentially. Not physically in the way of uh, portals Things of that nature But without the dreaming Your lives would be shallow And broken And existence isn't meant To work that way In The same way that if The waking suddenly No longer existed those who survived and were in the dreaming they could have a certain kind of existence but they would not have experience they would not have lives that felt natural they would lose themselves to the the chaos and the infinite which is the dreaming the waking is what grounds people and the dreaming is what allows them to understand that there's more. You need both. And they have to coexist.
3: So why would the nightmares want to destroy that?
1: Don't they aren't they dependent on the waking world to exist? And therein lies the secret behind the nightmares. During Brummelstone's teachings, he made us aware of a certain type of entity, for lack of a better term. To properly explain it would be to... It it would be a lot to take in immediately, but suffice it to say that there is an entity that Brummelstone helped us understand called Torment. Torment. Torment is a sort of... I'm gonna guess entity is the best word for it, but this thing called torment exists only to spread suffering only to slowly break down and hurt and torture those in the waking torment will not be satisfied until all of the waking possibly all of the dreaming are Wrapped in this eternal suffering Do we know Its motivations? Like, why? It seemed to be That Torment Felt that its Most likely path Of success Was destroying the waking And to do so Torment seemed To be very focused On destroying what what keeps the dreaming and the waking bound together and that is something known as the dreaming tree when you go to sleep when you dream you walk the roots and branches of the dreaming tree and find yourselves here you do it every night and you don't even know it the dreaming tree exists in a place called stardust it's a small island that's actually where I live and when the nightmares came, they came for Stardust. They wished to destroy the Dreaming Tree. There was a time where I believed the best way to protect the Dreaming Tree would be to shatter the island and send its existence in the form of shards all across the multiverse. Brumblestone gave us a better way. So it's whole. Yes. Stardust exists The Dreaming Tree has never been stronger, and the problem that I have now is, I simply don't know what's coming next. And hopefully I'm um, (laughs) reading the room correctly, but this is the point where I have to admit that I wanted to bring you to the tavern at the end of dreams to make a request. What is it? He says, It used to be that I knew what was going to happen. I always knew what was coming, and I understood that if I could just protect stardust, I could protect the dreaming and therefore the waking. But, as I said before, the the prophecies of Brummelstone have come to pass, and that means that I have no idea what will come next and as soon as that as soon as I had that revelation I found out that the nightmares were actually reconstructing Phelan the world that never was not only do I not know what's coming the machinations of torment are already coming together on what seems to be a new plan I need a group that's willing to discover what's to come next.
0: Yes.
1: (laughs) And he just kind of laughs. Just say the word. I'm hoping that on this journey you will be able to discover why the nightmares chose each of you. It could be simply be happenstance.
0: It's a hopscotch actually.
1: <laughs> yeah. Uh, you can feel like as he laughs you because you're kind of more feeling his emotions more than seeing them across his face, you kind of get the the sensation that he has not laughed like this in a long time. He hasn't really talked to people maybe in this manner in a long time and he says maybe you'll be able to discover why you were selected by the nightmares to suffer in the world that never was again it could just be random but I don't believe I just I don't believe that this was brought together purely by a roll of the dice I don't believe in coincidences either to be honest so what I'm asking is as it sounds like well half of you already have decided will you join the Dreamwalkers and help us find out what happened I have many Dreamwalkers but I have to believe there's a reason why you were all selected which makes me feel like you would be the ones best suited for continuing this journey that you're on. However, say the word and you can go back home. You can go back to your existence. It'd best suit you to find the dreamwalkers of your world and fall under their protection. And it kind of looks at you all and it takes a breath and he says so that's the story and it's why I believe you're all here and it's why I think you are here and no one else each one of you has been able to survive the tragedy that was brought before you the dangers are unimaginable and the rewards are intangible so what say you Will you help us discover the true nature of Torment and protect the worlds of the Waking?
3: I'll stand up, put my fist out. You're damn right.
2: Joining will help the people we know and care about?
1: I believe so. I believe it'll help protect everyone you've ever known everyone you've ever lost
2: all right I will agree to join
0: yes 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 yes, yes. I'm so excited oh my gosh oh my gosh okay we're gonna do this for real, right right guys
3: <laughs> I'm, I'm hoping that everyone like five way fist pumps or fist pumps here yeah are you
2: putting your hand out
3: yeah oh yeah like,
2: yeah.
0: We gotta have a chant. We gotta have a chant, guys. Like, like, uh, go tease for life. Go tease for I don't know. <laughs> That's a chant. Uh, what? No, no.
1: So, I assume the table looks to Harold.
2: Yeah, no. Harold would, like, stand up, being the tiny goblin he is. He would spin his gun and he goes from tormentee to tormentor. Let's get him. And he'd pop his hand, pop his fist against Dyson's.
0: Put a finger in. <laughs>
3: Hey, we're going down this or uh, hopscotch.
0: I got, I got two sets of nux, man. Two sets.
3: I'm gonna move the fists over there to
2: hopscotch.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Harold,
2: yeah, Harold has to like hop a- a- along the table to get over. <laughs> All
1: right, yeah. Each one of you uh, brings nux to bear, yep. Yep. and with that, I bring it to Patch too. Patch stands up, and then. You think of us for a second, <laughs> and then he too brings his leathery glove to the center of the table. Yeah,
0: yes. yes! Oh, my god, so awesome. so- yeah.
1: oh my gosh, you're so awesome! Okay,
0: okay. So, so, uh, Harold, Harold, so Rash, your god, can yes. he give us a blessing?
2: I mean, what do you think? I am
0: <laughs> <laughs> legit, man. Legit. I respect,
1: respect. <laughs> And with that, Patch says, While I do not doubt your skills, I do think that it would be best if you were able to better understand them, I suppose. And for that, I think that you need to speak to somebody in the Dreamwalkers by the name of Alice. And with that, he kind of throws his hand towards the door and as you look at the door, it's made of that same reflective surface that the uh, the mirror surface originally was. All right.
2: Well, um, thank you for your information and
0: the opportunity to do some good, hopefully.
3: Yeah, yeah.
0: Patch, so these mirror things, like... What's the best way to go through them? Like, we got to, like, lube up beforehand? Like, is there any chafing <laughs> if we go through too many of these? You feel a like,
1: sense of shock wash over his face.
0: <laughs> oh, I just want to make sure I'm doing this right, man. Like, first day on the job, look at me low down. Just
1: mm-hmm. stepping through them should suffice, but I suppose, yeah, okay. forge your own path.
0: I'm just saying, like, dry skin is a definite concern here.
1: With that, he starts to walk up the stairs—the same set of stairs that you originally saw behind you, back at the Court of Walkers.
2: Till we meet again. Pleasure meeting
1: you. All right. We'll
3: see you sometime.
1: Thanks for listening to Season 4, Episode 9, Answers. If you like what you heard, consider becoming a patron over at patreon.com slash worldwalkers. Not only will you gain access to early episodes, homebrew rules, and behind-the-screen info, you'll be wrapped in an intense feeling of personal satisfaction. Thanks to Kevin McLeod, Josh Woodward, Jason Shaw, and Komiku for their music in this episode. Kevin's music can be found at incompetech.com. Josh's music can be found at joshwoodward.com while Jason and Komiku's music can be found at freepd.com. Thanks also to Sirenscape for providing the sound effects in this episode. You can find them at sirenscape.com. To slowly break down and hurt and torture those in the waking. Real quick, Wesley, are you okay?
2: Sorry, yes. I'm
1: sleepy. I'm so sorry.
2: <laughs> no, you're fine. You're fine. I went out drinking last night, and I think it's like if I have, like, rum and then switch to a beer. I only had two drinks. It's like I wake up at, like, I woke up at, like, three and couldn't get back to sleep. And now oh. it is like, your docile tones are luring me <laughs> to the dreaming. <laughs> I'm going there. I'm with Patch now. <laughs> Take me to the oh, dream. Man.
1: I'm the one that's wide awake now. <laughs> Yeah, usually this is Frankie Roll. I'm sorry,
2: guys. Mm-hmm.
1: I know. I thought I was thrown off. I was like, is, is Wes just really concentrating? Or is this boring? And then you were like. No, no, I'm into it. I'm trying to listen. And I'm like, no. <laughs> oh,
2: wait, hold on. I got to get it back. Okay. Okay. So start again at Hi, I'm Patch. <laughs>
3: so it's whole.
1: Yes. Stardust exists. The Dreaming Tree has never been stronger. And the problem that I have now is I simply don't know what's coming next.
3: Out of game, I'm breathing a big ass fucking sigh of relief.
1: <laughs>
3: I have a, I I'm not trying to like brag or not brag, but Make this about me, but I have been. This has been weighing on my motherfucking head <laughs> for ten years. <laughs> every failed attempt, every Omni Elemental, and the primos we couldn't kill. And we fought that motherfucker three times in different campaigns and couldn't kill it. And it had the starter Stardust. <laughs> sorry,
1: no, you just, sorry.
3: You just needed a Dwarven Wizard. Yeah. Just needed a Brummelstone on our side. and said we had
2: well I'm glad I can correct your failures, Frankie. <laughs> <laughs> no, we were
3: we were hamstrung. We were running down the street with dumbbells and shit and someone fucking tripped us with a grappling hook.